copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Captain Police calling all cars. Attention all cars broadcast 173. The guy you hit and run. You're on the lookout for a red Ford truck. Salt beating the team involved. May have a smash front end from the impact. Driven by one man. That's all. Rolls and works. Result of the 50 million mile test. Given Rio Grande crashed gasoline by your police cars and other emergency equipment, thousands of new motorists are now enjoying the thrill of police car performance. Here's a typical Rio Grande service station on the station. Well, I heard you calling all cars, Bob Gas, the other night. Here I am. Oh, that's good. Glad you enjoyed it. Oh, that isn't what I mean. Oh, I'm grateful, of course, for the entertainment, but what I really want is some of that police car performance in my car. Well, that's still better. May I fill it up? Oh, about 10 gallons. That won't make a 50 million mile test, but it often means nothing. You'll certainly be able to tell the difference. You know, that 50 million mile test by police cars is the most convincing statement I've ever heard about gasoline. That's the reason I came in here. Well, I've been hearing about gasoline going for years, but... Fifty million miles of actual driving by police cars, that sounds convincing. And it is convincing. Police officers drive harder, faster, and under more varying conditions than any other group of motors. And so it means more when police officers overwhelmingly choose Rio Grande Crest gasoline. This gasoline powers more police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment wherever it is sold than any other brand. It gives them, and it will give you... Police Once again, we present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Chief Davis. Good evening, friends. Tonight, we are varying the type of story usually heard on Calling All Cars to bring you something close to the hearts of everyone. The appalling death list that is already climbing to new highs in the early months of the new year makes it apparent to every one of us that something has to be done to curb the useless loss of life caused by automobiles on our streets and highways. We of the police department have done everything in our power to bring to the minds of the motorists the seriousness of this problem. And now, through the medium of the radio, we are appealing to you as individuals to stop and think before you drive. To stop and think of what it would mean to you for something to happen to one of your loved ones. To realize that the time to do something about it is now, before it is too late and not tomorrow when it may be. Naturally, all traffic fatalities are not caused by hit-and-run drivers. But we have chosen this type of story tonight because we feel it may bring a little closer to home the fact that the police department is active every second of the day and night in its endeavor to stop this mass killing. And because we feel that you, the listeners, may gain some small idea of the seriousness of the situation. Remember, think before you drive. Anticipate an emergency before it happens. And the chances are that when it comes, you will be able to avoid it.
life. Fifty-year-old medic Holmes and her swing for the evening, Robert Timo, 43, decide to finish off an evening spent at the neighborhood theater in a fashion befitting the occasion. We've done the theater, Mrs. Holmes. What would you say to a final touch? Something along the lines of perhaps the nice cream soda? Oh, <laughs> wow. With a large topping of whipped cream. Oh, I think that would be perfect, Mr. Seymour. I do I don't think I've enjoyed the evening as much as this in years. Oh, you need Yes. In that case, maybe we can do it again. After all, I'm pretty lonely sometimes. And it isn't every day I get a chance to take a young lady to the theater. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't find any sodas by standing here. That's it. May I offer you my arm, Mrs. Stone? You may. And where are we going to find this wonderful soda with a steam on it? That's a surprise. Something I shan't tell you until we get there. Oh. A little place of my own discovering down on the other side of the stairway. And I thought I'd in the back. No, you can't. Uh-huh. All you may do is to walk with me across the street and get. Oh, then shall we start? Yes, Come on. <laughs> and hold on tight to my arm crossing the street. I got me feel awful funny inside. Like I want to cry. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to laugh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, did you notice that old couple in front of us, Miss Hillary? The way they kept kind of looking at each other? Yeah. That's them over by the corner. I think maybe they must be in there, too, Ray. Just like you and me. <laughs> I mean, they'd be a little different. Oh, they're too old. They don't know anything about love like we do. Look at them. All in all, like a couple of sweethearts. Just like the way they're going. Yeah. Let's just get a little sad inside. Yeah. They're going to cross the street at the corner. Let's lay that off. Yeah. That'll make you feel funny, too. Yeah, only. Only what, Roy? Oh, nothing. I was only thinking that. Well, you've been talking about them all the time, and. And I thought maybe you'd be thinking about me. Oh, really? I love thinking about you. Honest, all the time. Well, it's just that I can't help watching those two and thinking how happy they are. Like a couple of... Baby! Huh? Yeah, I was right over here when it happened. 
seen your whole dog run today. Hey, Compton, you better keep these people off the street. I'm going to talk to any witnesses I can find. Yes, all right, you people. Come on, come on. All right, now. Suppose you tell me what you saw. Well, like I said, I was standing over here on the corner, and I see this couple start out from the other side. Like they was coming over here, see? Yeah. And all of a sudden, this big red truck comes tearing out of the darkness and smacks him just like that. You saw the truck? Yeah, sure I've seen it, all right. Like I said... It was red, and it had a sign painted on the side. You didn't happen to notice what the sign said, did you? Sure did. Plain as day it was. Right there in front of me. Baker's pie, hmm. it did. Just like that Baker's pie. Well, that's going to help. Now, what happened after the truck hit him? Did it stop at all? Yeah, it sort of pulled up at the next corner there, and we... Well, that is a couple of other people who saw it happen to me. We started after it. As soon as he saw it coming, he popped back in and drove on. You couldn't get the lightning somewhere by any chance? No, sir. That was the one thing I couldn't do. It was too dark. Yeah, oh, that's a very... Oh, Lieutenant. Calls on I. Got a call about a hit one. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Where are the victims? Over to the receiving hospital by now. The boy just left. They both dead. Well, the woman in this can't tell about the man. He was hurt about 80 feet. He was 10 feet beyond that. Can't be in very good shape after that. No, I wouldn't say that. Well, yeah, this fellow says that the truck that hit him was red. Had a sign, Baker's Pies on the side. Baker's Pies? Yeah. Well, I know where that outfit is. You sure of that? Yes, sir. Two or three of us all saw the same thing. Couldn't, Mac. Well, what do you say we go over there, Hurst? And see if we can locate this fellow. Sounds like a logical move. We'll take the letter over here for the names and so forth the witnesses. Get them all with right. us. Come on, Ted, the Baker's. <laughs> Feeding across town, Hurst and Cawthorn lose no time in getting to Baker's bakery. At once, there, a phone call rouses A.L. Baker, owner of the place at his home, brings him to the office, where he answers the officer's questions and gives them all possible assistance. And it's going to be quite a job, I'm afraid, Lieutenant. You see, I have 25 trucks. 25. That means that while we waste time checking them, the one we want may be on his way out of town. Well, there's one thing you might help, though. You see, each driver owns his own car, and they aren't all the same make. Yes, and also some of them are in Riverside and others in Long Beach. That'll narrow the field down some. Yeah, some. It'll feel these plenty of them to run down in question, though. Uh, well, here's a list of cars and drivers. We'll go over this together and eliminate all those that couldn't, Lieutenant. With that, I guess it's up to you gentlemen to finish the job. I think you're right, Mr. Baker. So before the night gets completely away from us, the boys will begin. Right. Well, then, let's see. Here's one who couldn't have done it. I'll take him off. And here's another. He's in Riverside. I'll check. Webb. Let's see. He's in Long Beach Hour after hour, the three men go over the list of known drivers. Eliminate one after the other. Shuttle the search down to a handful of the original 25. And this completed, they make a minute inspection of the trucks in the garage. Find no evidence that would link them with the fatal accident. Their mission at the Pie Bakery finished. First and caught on, begin the tedious job of checking the names on the list. Questioning the suspects. The first address leads them to a place on Virgil Street, where two of the drivers... George Walter and Harry Ballin live. And as they approach the house, sounds of music indicate a party to be underway. Sounds hot. Yeah, too hot for the home of a guy that just killed someone. Mm, I don't know about that. People are funny things, Ted. You ought to know. Shall we ring? Not to just walk in. Yeah, let's not. Hey, Harry. Yeah. Come here a minute, will you? Okay. 
Matter of fact, maybe one of the trucks over the drawers that we looked at was the one. We were looking for one with a busted windshield. Yeah. And that puts a slightly different contention on things. So what do you say we take a run back to the checkers of A.M.C. Water? His friend Paul might be fat. Anyway, I'm not so sure I believe everything you told us tonight. I'd like to talk to him some more. But as they approach the vicinity of the Checker Cafe, Cawthorn suddenly grabs first farm. Points to an object down the street a little way. Larry, look. Have a head of us there. Looks like a truck. Yeah, it is a truck. And it's painted red. It couldn't be that we found a pie truck. We'll have a long tie there. We'll look at it. Baker's pie. That's the baby, all right. Yeah. And Ted, take a look at that front fender. All crumpled up. Look, Larry. This truck's only been here a little while. Well, the motor's still warm. I'll bet a dollar to a rotten donut we'll find this Paul fellow at the Checker Cafe. That or else. Yeah. I see what's going on. Come on, we're going back to the other. Well, was it hot enough today for you, Ted? 
paper says it'll no higher, Moon. I sure hope it keeps up till Sunday. That's my day off, and I'm going to take a swim at the beach. Hey, what are you... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, it's very hot. So how about me going to the beach with you Sunday? Sure, why not? Did you get a party and a little swimming, a little sunburn, a good old hot dog? Sounds fine. Well, talking of incidental things that have no bearing on the case, the two defectives take a leisurely drive to the police station, going out of their way to make the trip seem longer, completely ignoring their captives who sit huddled in the back seat, silently watching the scenery go by. <laughs> I thought all along you were crazy to buy that car. You really got stunned. Probably done better in a junkyard, eh? Hey, listen, I don't have to keep jumping oil in it the way you're doing that hacky yours. <laughs> Another thing, I get better mileage. Well, I'll take you up on that. Well, I can get as high as 20 miles a gallon in top of this track. And out of the trunk, it's a sink for 25. Oh, there we are. Oh. Hey. Here's where you get out, Frank. You too, Walter. Follow me. All right, in here. Colin. Yes, sir. Take care of this fellow, will you? Yes, sir. You're staying here, Walter. And you're coming with us, Sam. All right. Sit down over there. Yes, sir. Well, Sam, you know what we want. No, you I... You killed a woman tonight, Sam. No, 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 no. I tell no. you it is. And you know it. That woman you went down in Walter's truck, she died almost instantly. But I... You murdered her, friends, just as surely as you could have put a gun. I don't know what they're talking about. Here, yeah, wait a minute. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. Well, son, you made a double. Man, you hit your guard. Uh, I mean... Well, I couldn't do it. You bought one of cuts and I didn't just know. You had it at 10 o'clock, didn't you? I don't remember. No, I didn't have it. Walter says you did. No, no, I couldn't. I didn't have it. You know, friends, we have a set of your strength from that time to have brought in for receiving stolen goods. You remember? Well, you... This is a little go. I told him I was innocent. That's right, Paul. And this case has nothing to do with that one either. But nevertheless, we have your prints on file, and we've got an expert checking them against Pink Farm on the murder truck. You'll be bringing in his report any minute. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Now, don't kid me. You're just putting yourself in the middle. I couldn't do it. Even I guess I'll have to wait for the report. You sure you don't want to talk? Have anything to talk about. Nothing to talk about, eh, Paul? No. Come in. Yeah, there's a you want to look down. Oh, fine. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Hmm, let me see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Paul, what are you going to say now? I don't know. You know what the answer is on these prints, don't you? No. The ones found on the truck and the ones on the fire here are identical. Not so good, eh, Paul? I... I didn't mean to. It was an accident. How did it happen? I... I was driving along. I... I didn't see him. And then when I... when I hit him, I... I stopped and come back and waited. How long, Paul? Until the ambulance got there. That was all I could do. Were they until the ambulance got there? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see him. The, the woman must have been wearing dark clothes. Did you know you hit two people? Well, I, 
I knew I'd hit the man, but I thought I'd missed the woman. I thought... You didn't see the woman that you thought you'd missed her? Well, Paul, I couldn't see him. You didn't wait until the ambulance came because there are five witnesses before you leave. No, no. I waited. I saw him go. I didn't mean to hurt him. I'm sorry, Paul, but the game's up. You hit those people and you deliberately left them there on the street. We can't call it murder, Paul, although that's what it amounts to. But we can call it manslaughter and it runs. For that, you're going to go where people who commit crime belong. To the penitentiary. And after a short trial, on the morning of November 29, 1935, hit gun killer Paul Fan, tense, white-faced, stands before Judge Dead, listens for the words that will ring in his ears forever. Paul Fang, who has been found guilty by the court of two counts of manslaughter, who has been found guilty of hit and run, a brutal, cold-hearted crime. Therefore, Paul Fang, I sentence you to serve a term of from one to ten years on each of the manslaughter counts, and from one to five on the hit and run charge, all to be served concurrently in Fulton Penitentiary. <laughs> Justice was done, and Paul France discovered the irrevocable fact that you cannot ignore the laws of society and not pay for it in the end. And remember, it isn't the original accident that creates a crime many times. It's the actions of an individual afterwards. The law reads, in case of an accident, stop and render assistance as humanly possible.
Mr. Frederick Lindsley, saying good night for Leo Gandhi.